I'm excited for this. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Welcome to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Janessa McKenzie, an intuitive business and mindset coach to inspire success-driven solopreneurs like you who are ready to show up like a badass boss and create the impact and income they desire. It's my mission to help you see who you were created to be so you can share your gifts with the world and make a difference. My approach to business is not what most would call normal. Thank God, because being weird and unapologetic about it is my jam. On this podcast, we mix the woo with the do to help you create the space, energetics, and strategy to attract the clients and cash you really want while unapologetically showing up as who you are so you can design the business and life you desire from the inside out. So if you're ready to say peace to settling, hiding, half-assing, and dimming your light, and yes to having the abundant, profitable business and life of your dreams without living on the edge of exhaustion and overwhelm, Listen up as I hit the BS button on the extremely outdated perception that you need to hustle to be something you're not to be successful. Thank you so much for being here today. Now let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm here today with Keely Stowicki and I love the fact that you, Keely, um, create a message around your stuff that says that you help coaches of all things spiritual and taboo generate leads and sales in their sleep, which is the coolest thing, which is actually the thing that I was like, Ooh, I got to know more about that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, welcome to the podcast and please introduce yourself. Tell us uh, who you are, who you help and how you help them. Yeah. Well, hey guys. Um, I am a certified master marketer through the Funnel Gorgeous program. I've been a self-renowned uh, rea- uh, funnel nerd for over two years, two and a half years now. I got into the world of funnels um, through trying to scale my brick and mortar vintage consignment store. I no longer have that business and decided to pivot recently, but I'd hit an income ceiling. And so I kept trying to figure out how to scale that business because it was in a small town. And then I came across the wonderful world of online businesses, digital marketing and funnel building and funnel building is really what uh, kind of put all of my natural superpowers into alignment because, you know, I'm a very system person. And so once I understand how systems work, then I can just tweak and like run with it to really maximize results for anything that I'm doing. So that's kind of how I came across it. And then as I launched my business, uh, Rebel Funnels, I got into helping people or coaches of all things, spiritual and taboo, because it kind of goes in alignment with, with me and what I like. Like I am not a type A personality. Like if you get into my email sequences, you will find grammar errors. You will find where I missed putting a comma because I'm the get shit done kind of girl. Like I'm just going to get it done, get it out there and then perfect it as I go. Because oftentimes I have to rewrite it, you know, months later anyway. And (laughs) what makes us human is that we are imperfect. So I typically work with people who are more like the, you know, the more spiritual, they're more out there, more rebellious because I understand them because that's how I am. I now, you know, I was living that life of like going to college and you meet the man and then you like, you know, you're supposed to live happily ever after and like climb the ladder and like all that stuff. And I found myself on a totally non-traditional life path. And so I love to help people who encourage others to live in alignment with themselves as well. Yeah, I love that. And tell us about your big move. Yeah. So in March, when we had the COVID shutdowns, it really hit me really hard. Not just financially. It was just like... I was going through the dark night of the soul. Um, pri- even prior to that, I I had a brick and not a brick and mortar, but like a service based business, a sawmilling business with my ex fiance, and he unfortunately turned out to be like a really crazy narcissist, and that's a whole nother story. Um, but some of that baggage from that relationship, the financial baggage from that business, carried with me, and so his the success of his business because we had loans together still, even after two years of being separated. We're affecting my own situation with my own brick and mortar even years later. And so that 
piled on with the stress of my own business not doing well and his business not doing well and it was coming on me and then not the uncertainty of everything and i also love uh dancing so i was going out salsa dancing tango dancing um and you know like west coast swing almost every day of the week so that was my community and my friends so all of a sudden i found myself sitting with myself in my little apartment which was attached to my brick and mortar business and being like, I don't have any friends. I don't have any way to, you know, release all of this anxious energy because I was, I was um, like, I wasn't dealing with it. I wasn't dealing with the root of the problem because I was always distracting myself with going dancing, with going out with my friends, with like, you know, things to do. And all of a sudden, like the universe took that all away from us. So I'm sitting there and I, I started all of that energy started manifesting itself in other like health issues. And then I couldn't see a doctor because of COVID. And then finally one day I was calling my doctor because I had this, this horrible skin rash from the stress. And I was like, why won't you see me? Like, help me deal with this. It's on my face. Like somebody help me. And yeah. he's like, you know, Keely, I think what you need is antidepressants. And I was like, I just started bawling because oh. I was like, I was like, really? That's, that's your answer to my situation. You have, how dare you? Like you have no idea the stress I'm going under financially. You have no idea the stress I'm going under because I have no social outlets and, and like my life is falling apart. I don't need, I don't, I told him on the phone, I was like, you know what? I don't need antidepressants. I need a radical life change. Mm. And so in that moment, I think that was like April, mid April, I was, I, you know, I was, I, that's when it got the ball rolling. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something different. Like I'm going to really get my online business going. I'm going to quit doing this cycle that everyone's expecting me to do. Cause everyone's like, Oh, Keely, we need you to keep running the business. My mom was relying on me for the business. I had tenants in the building. I own the commercial building. So I had other tenants relying on me. I had an employee. I had vendors that wanted money. And I was like, you know what? Like, no, you guys, like, I'm not happy. And if I'm not doing, yeah, screw you. Like, I, you aren't helping me at all. Like, you, you know, my employees still wanted paid. I was using all of the PPP, the um, payment, payroll protection money that I got from the, the SBA loans. Mm -hmm. I was using that to pay her because if I didn't pay her, I had to pay unemployment. I was at risk of paying the unemployment um, wages because she was then on unemployment. So mm -hmm. that was stressful. If I didn't continue to provide her work, even with the shutdown, I still had to pay the mortgage. Like I was just like, scroll you guys. So I quit paying. I don't, this is what I did. I don't, I'm not giving financial advice to anybody, but I quit paying everything. I just sat on my money. I quit paying everything. I quit doing anything. And I was like, you know, I'm going to solve everything. And so I started, I told my mom, I said, I'm, I'm closing the business. I'm selling off everything over the next three months. My goal is to shut down uh, what was it? September 1st was going to be our last, or our, our last day was August 31st. And so mm -hmm. September 1st, I was going to be done. And I didn't know where I was going. I think I was going to, at that time, I was like, okay, I'm going to go hop Airbnbs because by the time September comes around, then October, then it's going to get cold. I'm going to hop Airbnbs and run my online business in, uh, Arizona or Texas, somewhere warmer. And that was my plan. And I got to, my birthday, which is the end of July. And I was like, you know what, what about Mexico? <laughs> you know, I started looking at Airbnbs in Mexico because in Arizona and Texas, a furnished house type Airbnb was still 1500 to $2,500 a month. And I was like, wow, that's still, you know, if I'm pushing, you know, 5,000, trying to get to a goal of $5,000, 50% of my income is going to have to go to like paying rent in an Airbnb by myself. Like that doesn't sound fun. Yeah. <laughs> and so I started looking at places in Mexico and I had a Mexican boyfriend at the time. Cause of course I met him salsa dancing Yeah. <laughs> and, and he said to come to Ixtapa. And I think he, he was hoping I'd come and then go back to him, but it didn't work out the way I ended up saying and, um, yeah, I sold off everything. I, when I got to Mexico, I, I remember I landed and I bought myself a first class ticket. Cause at the time with COVID, it was like $400 first class, like very front first class. So I was like, okay, my new life, I'm going to fly first class to Mexico. And I remember looking out the window and all of these butterflies lifted off the runway and flew with the plane as I landed. And I then knew that I had made absolutely the right decision and I was right where I was supposed to be. And mm -hmm. since then, with those changes, I 
my body feels so much better. My energy is so much better. I sleep better. Like I eat well here. I just, for the first time, I feel deeply happy, but it took letting go of so much stuff that I thought I needed to hang on to in order to get here. Like it was the dark night of the soul, like tons of tears. I remember my business coach one day, I had a meeting with her and I was like crying so much before it. And right before I got on, I was like, okay, Keely, pull your shit together. Like, don't see, let her see you like this. And it's the first question she asked me was, how are you? And of course I pulled the whole girl, like, oh, I'm fine. Hmm. And then I started bawling. And then you started bawling. Because she she was like, are you really fine? And she gave me that look and I was like, no. And I just started bawling. And Uh, yeah, so. (laughs) Yeah, well, that takes a lot of courage to just be like, you know what? This isn't for me. This, you know, um, like societal expectation life is not for me. And I'm going to do what everyone is going to tell me exactly not to do. Yeah. And and everyone that cares about (laughs) you wants you to do the safe quote unquote thing. Right. Because it's safe. So you saying, I'm sure to, you know, family or friends or whatever, like, Hey, I'm like selling everything and I'm moving to Mexico. They're probably like, what? (laughs) Yeah, no, they definitely, because as I'm closing the business, I have, uh, vendors and consigners that have been with me for over three years. Mm. And they were like, well, what are you going to do next? And my mom even asked me, she's like, Oh, well, you're going to have to get a job in Mexico. Like, and people were like, well, that's, that's not even safe and mixed with the pandemic. Is that even like, you know, they're, they're telling us not to go there. And I was like, whatever, I'm going to go. Like, <laughs> I think it's going to be fine. My boyfriend is Mexican. I don't think he'd send me somewhere that is like not safe. I'm, I'm just going to go and see what happens because what else, like my alternatives, the other alternatives don't, aren't as good. <laughs> yeah. They have no, like, they don't light me up. No. And yeah. I remember when my mom asked me that question, she was like, well, are you going to get another job? I was like, no. And she's like, well, what if your next business doesn't work? And I'm like, well, there is no plan B, so I'm going to make it work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny because I was uh, on a client call today and we were talking about you know, that moment when you're just like, ride or die, right? You're just like, this is, I am going to do this. And this is just the way it's going to be, period. And it was, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, when you do that, there's, you know, the three things that happen when you do that is you decide, Mm -hmm. Like you concrete in the sand, draw the line, put the stake in, however you want to put it, you decide and then you commit and then you take the action, right? Those are the three things that happen. And it's in that like split second moment where you're just like, nope, this just isn't the way it's going to be anymore. And it's going to be this way now. Yeah. And And when you decide, you have to actually, you have to actually do it in, make that promise to yourself that you don't break, like be that person that always does what they say they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, stay in integrity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then back it up with the confidence. And that's, I think one of the hardest things for a lot of people, right. Mm-hmm. Is the confidence, especially entrepreneurs, because they're, you we're constantly diving into an abyss, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> constantly. We're like, Oh, I'm going to try this new thing. Like, I have no friggin' idea if it's going to work. I have no idea if what's going to happen when I jump or what's going to catch me, but I have to just have a faith that something's going to, you know, that it's going to work, that there's going to be something there that's, you know, picks me well, up and lifts me back out of this abyss that I just jumped into. Absolutely. And the one, like when I was sitting there, so I was trying to get my building sold because I own the real estate. And of course, during COVID and I had a realtor and all this stuff. And I remember sitting there and being like, oh my God, I was talking to one of my friends who's an NLP specialist. And he gave me advice. He's like, well, you know, if it, because I was facing bankruptcy at the time due to the debt from my ex and my own business debt and like just everything that was happening. And I was trying to decide, I was like, okay, Jeremy, his name was Jeremy. His name is Jeremy. He's, he's still, he's not dead. Okay. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> anyway, he, 
his, he said something that changed all perspective of decision-making for me and taking away the anxiety of, you know, is this going to happen? He said, well, you know, if you file bankruptcy, what, what, what does that look like? I said, oh, well, it's like instant relief. Yeah, it's a little shameful, but I get to move on and I get to keep blah, blah, blah amount of money, all these things. And he's like, well, what does it look like if the building sells? He's like, well, that would be a better outcome, but it's going to take longer and it's going to be a little more stressful and all this stuff. He's like, great. You're in a position where no matter what happens, it's going to be an awesome adventure and an awesome story later. And so I use that thought process all the time. And so when you're having to face difficult decisions and you're like, oh, I really want this thing to happen. And there's this anxiety about making it happen. Sit with it and be like, well, you know, even if it doesn't happen, there's always like a, another, sometimes even better outcome. And you're in a great place of like celebrating if either of them happen. Yeah. And that no matter what, no matter what you choose, that you're the universe is just going to fully support you anyways. Yeah. And it's going to be okay. Like really okay. think of yeah. a time where, where it's like, well, did you die? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, it's so funny because I, I say that all the time. I'm like, look, the fear that you're having is, is something that is just trying to keep you safe. And, yeah. and that ultimately at a primal level is keeping you alive. Yeah. So if this decision is not going to kill you, <laughs> then the fear really is, is not valid. Yeah. Right. Um, it's just the fear of not knowing what's going to happen next. Well, and sometimes the fear is something that was programmed into us and it's mm -hmm. not really our own. And I did a presentation, um, I was asked by the Chamber of Commerce to speak to like this freshman group of kids mm -hmm. and about being a business owner. And all of their questions were related to the fear of failure and like, mm -hmm. oh, what is the worst thing that's happened? What is the worst thing that could happen? What is this? What is that? And it was interesting because I felt like they were all programmed to, to be afraid like that because we always are like, well, what are the consequences? What are the consequences? Well, what if we started asking like, what is the possibility? Like yeah. what kind of doors will that open instead of like, Oh, well you could lose $5,000. Oh, you could embarrass yourself in front of five people doing a Facebook live. Like who cares? Like it's just money. You can go make more money. Yes. Yes, exactly. And, I, and that's another, that's like a whole nother episode right there. It's the oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. We'll again later. <laughs> but yeah, I was just watching um, something on, I want to say it was like Discovery Channel or something. Mm -hmm. And it's about like the, the people that have like created the food industry in, in the mm -hmm. United States. Right. And this particular one was about, um, I don't know his first name. I don't remember it, but the, the guy that the Hershey, right. For Hershey uh -huh. chocolate, this guy had a business and sold it for like a million dollars. Now this is what, that's like a billion dollars, right? <laughs> like yeah. Way back when and invested the entire million dollars into creating Hershey's milk chocolate, the town, the, the company, um, all of the, um, the factory, all of that stuff mm -hmm. before he even had the recipe to make the freaking chocolate. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he had the idea. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he invested belief. it and like started building and it was just like, I'm like, Oh my God. Like that is, if we all had that type of courage, like just freaking do it. Yeah. And he would have, I mean, this guy talk about not having a bad money mindset. Like he was just like, here, yep. Here's the million dollars I just made from my previous business. This is my dream. And I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to uh, following the intuition and going in with a hundred percent belief, because like if you 100% believe it's possible and then you back it with doing whatever it takes to get there, there is, that's the way you, you have a hundred percent, uh, 
chance of succeeding. Like there's 0% chance of failing when you go into something that kind of, with that kind of mindset, because you can always pivot. And I'm sure during his, his building phase, he had to pivot a lot. And there was some things he built before that you were like, oh, I really didn't need this. So, but you, that's the way you learn. You can't possibly build a business without paying Fiverr, you know, for like paying freelancers on Fiverr for things that you ultimately don't end up using. Like we just all do that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We all spend money on things that we don't necessarily need right at the moment. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) 100%. Um, So I I love your story and I love that all that happened. And I love that you, um, you know, have niched down so specifically to, you know, the spiritual and taboo coaches. And I'm wondering if, um, you know, when you work with clients in those specific niches, do you find a lot that they have a hard time finding like coaches or, um, you know, people to work with that are comfortable working with those niches? I, one of my best clients um, that's had the most success, she came to me when she already had paid a coach. It was several thousand dollars and she'd been with them for like a month or two. And she's like, they're just not excited about my business. And I don't think they understand my business. And Mm -hmm. so she was really, really frustrated. She's a sex and intimacy coach. Mm -hmm. And, and the reason I personally niched down was because when I found myself you know, talking to and helping other coaches in different like fitness or, you know, other coaches in marketing, I just wasn't excited to talk to them. Mm -hmm. And if you're not excited to serve the clients that are paying you, or even if they're not paying you, then you're misaligned. And I think early on, a lot of coaches will just help anybody because they just need the money and they're trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Um, And so I think, coaches can fall into that trap of being, you know, being um, the victim of that, those coaches in an early business model where they just haven't figured it out and they're just trying to do whatever and they'll say whatever to get clients where when I have people come to me and I'm not that excited about their business, I try to find other coaches to send them to because Mm if, you know, you need to be excited about the work you're doing. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're not going to spend a lot of time and energy on it and you won't get your clients results. Right. Um, so, so I think it's, it's, it's more that there's a ton of coaches out there that don't necessarily know what they're talking about, especially when it comes to marketing strategy and funnel design. And I, and I think that's the big issue because we can all go take the one funnel away challenge. We can all go take a course on how to do Facebook ads. We can all go build a couple funnels and call ourselves a funnel expert, but it comes down to, do we really understand how to get results for our clients? Um, and, and that's the big question. Yeah. And underlying that is understanding, like you just said, what lights you up, mm-hmm. right? Because when you're working with somebody and they, not necessarily they, but their business, and you're going to help them with like messaging or, yeah. you know, their brand story or how to be their true selves, but you don't even understand, how, like you can't connect yeah. You can't, you, you don't know how to be your own true self or you're not in alignment with your own mission and struggling. How are you supposed to, you know, help a, a coach who, who's that's their mission. And so for me, when I work with, you know, sex and intimacy coaches and all coaches of all things spiritual, like I'm a very spiritual person. Like I have crystals. I even bought a set of um, Mexican tarot cards Ooh. and I, I was in the kink community and I still am like, I'm into that stuff. Like I understand their target audience because I am their target audience. Mm. And so when I write copy and I build funnels and I put out messaging and I help them dial in messaging, like I can, I can say it back to them because I know what I want to hear when, when I get targeted with that stuff. And so that's what makes me unique and be able to serve those clients on a higher level. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And when you're, you know, helping them, to get really close, crystal clear on their own message. Give us some tips on, you know, what, what you would say to them, like, what kind of questions do you ask them to be like, okay, you know, if they're like, okay, my message, like I, people know what I do. 
mm-hmm. they know that I'm a sex and intimacy coach, but what, you know, how do I really dial in my specific unique message? Yeah. So when I, the first thing I ask people, coaches, people, when they, <laughs> when they come, when they come to me and they're like, Hey, I'm trying to build this out. The first thing is like, okay, well, what is it that, who is it that you're serving? What is it that you're helping them get? How is it that you're helping them? And what are you helping them to avoid? And if you can't tell me that in 15 seconds, clearly, so I understand, then you will struggle to build out any other content, write any other emails, like do any other messaging for your business, because those that's the foundation for your business. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. Uh, The second thing is what I call the bathtub strategy. So I call it this because back when I was going through my own uh, dark night of the soul, I spent a tremendous amount of time in my bathtub. I don't have one now because it's too hot in Mexico. Like no one puts them in. But in Oregon, I would spend like forever in one. And I'd be thinking about like all of the woes of my day, all of the woes of my life, like poor me, like that whole conversation. And then I'd be having the dreams like, oh, I wish I was feeling this. Oh, I wish I had that. All the, all those things. And so we, we build out, we work on that messaging because our offer and our business is the bridge that connects where our clients currently are and what they're currently thinking and where they want to go. Like that's the secret of, of online business is we create something of value that people need, but we have to know the what they're thinking and where they are now and where they want to go. So we can connect the dots for them. Mm -hmm. And so that's the second step of building out any of the messaging is really diving deep into that. Because when I ask people, what, who is it that you're serving? They normally give me like, Oh, they're like 50 year old women and they like cats, you know, (laughs) that that tells me nothing. Like I can't write any copy or help you create any content based off that information. Like it's pretty useless. Even if you're running Facebook ads, like (laughs) you you literally have to talk about the shit that nobody else wants to say out loud. Yeah. It's the embarrassing stuff. Like we have to dig deep into the embarrassing stuff. And oftentimes as coaches, we've already been through that and we have like a mental block. Like we don't want to remember how terrible it was, but we need to, because we need to meet those ideal clients where they're currently thinking right now. Mm -hmm. And that's that moment in the bathtub where they lit some candles, they put on some music and they have a glass of wine and maybe some chocolate like that for an hour. Yeah, and maybe cry. Or for me, I was TikTok binging because I was so I felt so alone that it was like my way of feeling reconnected to people. Mm-hmm. Again, we have to really look at what they're doing and meet them there, and then we can build out messaging and get really clear on who we're helping and how we're helping them. Yeah. So if somebody, if you had come across an ad or even a post or a blog post or whatever it was at that time when you were in the bathtub binging TikTok and drinking wine and feeling lonely and feeling like helpless, if somebody had painted that picture and said, girl, I know you're sitting in that bathtub binging TikTok because you feel alone, blah, blah, blah. You'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I would like put my phone down and look around and be like, are there cameras in here? (laughs) Are you psychic? You must be psychic. Like, I want you to help me because you're psychic. (laughs) Yes, because you know exactly what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really what we want, right? We want to connect on that ridiculously deep level. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the magic happens. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I find that being a spiritual coach myself, um, And, you know, talking about things that, you know, probably not a whole lot of people really want to talk about, which is mostly, you know, looking inside yourself and all those thoughts and things that we don't do because we're telling ourselves we can or whatever it is that especially the spiritual part of it, I guess, like. I, I say all the time, like when I came out of the woo closet, right? Yeah. <laughs> is, is that sometimes I felt like I wasn't going to be able to find a coach that would like, I guess for lack of better words, get it, but mm-hmm. that I felt comfortable enough being like, Hey, this is what I need from you. Like I 
am spiritual. I love crystals. I love tarot cards. I love chanting with candles, like, (laughs) (laughs) like all of the things, you know what I mean? And yes, does it sound weird to like mainstream society? Yeah, it does. So going out and looking for a coach that gets that is so super important. And that's why we need to be ourselves, right? Because if we're not ourselves and we don't tell everyone what we do and how we do it, and even it doesn't have to be business. It can be like, you know, your personal morning routine or whatever it is. They're like, oh my God, thank God. Somebody else that does, you know, meditates in the morning with candles and then like does a, a spell or something or some kind of a ritual or something like that in the morning. Thank God. God, because I'm going to talk to her and see how we vibe. Yeah. And coaching is a very intimate thing. I mean, for my Mm -hmm. clients, they, they get boxer access to me and a lot of what they need isn't just marketing strategy. They need self-care. And so if you have a coach who's more into fitness and you're saying, Hey, I'm down and out. And they tell you to go run, run the block. And you're like, (laughs) I don't want to do that. Like I want to sit with my crystals and pull a card like then you're, you're with the wrong coach. Cause they're going to look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be so, like, you want to what? <laughs> yeah. So you have to find somebody that you would want to be like friends with and, you know, get to know on that intimate level. And if, if you're with someone who's a type A and you're over here and you're like, I don't want to be that perfect, you know, it's just going to be a tough relationship. Mm. Yeah. It's funny because I think if a coach ever told me to go run a block, I'd be like, um, yeah, I run for my life. Like that's about, (laughs) that's like the only time I run. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. (laughs) All right. So once they are really clear on their messaging and they feel like they're in alignment and they're actually kind of putting, you know, not kind of, they are putting themselves out there. They've got the confidence behind it. Um, And then they're like, okay, now I need to start really getting people in here. Like I get myself known and I need to start building this email list. Talk about a funnel for me. Yeah. So a funnel, people get confused about what a funnel really is because there's kind of two, two ways to describe a funnel or two ways you can have a funnel. So when you're first starting out, it's, it's the funnel is the whole, your whole business. It's the, it's the strategic journey of your clients from where they come in with you to where maybe they exit or how they ascend your value ladder. Mm-hmm. Most of us entrepreneurs, when we hear the word funnel, we think of a, a marketing website. Um, and, and that's kind of where the term comes from, but I like to describe it as it's the strategic journey that a customer takes with you through your business. So it's all of your content, your email marketing, the way your offers are ascended, um, basically your sales call, all of that stuff. But we'll, we'll talk about an actual page of a funnel because that's the more popular term. And, and what makes a funnel a funnel is the strategic marketing strategy behind it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just a website. And what happens is when entrepreneurs first start going, oh, my God, this funnel thing, it's the answer to fixing my whole business. That's where people have problems because a funnel is just another tech tool. And so if, if you haven't validated or really become successful with your messaging in an organic manner without the automation of a funnel, then the funnel isn't going to work. Hmm. And I've seen this again and again and again, because I love Russell Brunson. I love ClickFunnels. I, I'm going to continue to be with them for the rest of my online career journey because he has helped me so tremendously much and introduced me to this world and is a good, a good soul. But his messaging that hooks us all in is these testimonials of these coaches where they hit like $30,000 in one launch without actually telling us how they did it or the fact that they've been in business three to five years. And so people come in and they're like, oh my God, all I have to do is build this funnel and I'll launch it. And then my business is going to take off and I'm so excited. So they go out and they put together some ragtag funnel, you know, that looks something like something they saw online. And then they're like, a couple of days later, what, what I didn't make any money. Like I didn't get any sales or they ran Facebook ads to it. And they're like, Oh, I spent $500 and I got nothing. 
Mm. I see it again and again and again because it has nothing to do with the tech. It has nothing to do with the funnel. It has everything to do with the strategy of the page because we can't run Facebook ads straight to a consult call. We can't run Facebook ads from a cold audience straight to a $500 offer. Like those strategies don't work because you haven't created enough time to nurture your audience. Like there's just depending on what your offer is and what your strategy is, there's different ways to build out the funnel and do the messaging. So you really have to know what it is that your what the strategy is. Then the second part of it is the design and the words on the page. Mm. Um, when we first start, copywriting is super hard. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I've been doing this two and a half years and I can't tell you how many hours I've spent writing email welcome series and funnel copy. Uh-huh. Like, I, I think tw- it took me 20 hours to write my first nine email welcome series, 20 hours. I sat there for 20 hours writing this thing. And now I can do it in about six, but, yeah. and it can be really well written this time. But again, two and a half years of practicing, practicing, writing, rewriting, rewriting. And if you're a spirituality coach, you don't want to do that. Like that's what us funnel nerds and copywriters are for. Like we right. love to nerd out on marketing philosophy and copywriting and like the psychology behind words. Like that's our genius zone. Yeah. Um, but that's what I see with, with um, the, the funnel and the issues is that they're like, okay, I'm going to manifest my clients through putting up this thing called a funnel. Here's some words and pictures go. And it normally doesn't work. They get frustrated and then they feel like, you know, like, oh, this isn't for me, it's not going to work. But really, they just needed somebody who has made all those mistakes, and actually knows what works to be like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Here's the roadmap. Let's go. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because I think one of the other biggest things as entrepreneurs, whether you're spiritual or not, is feeling like, this is your business. You need to do the things you uh, letting the control of things go is hard. Yeah. And, and also paying somebody like just being okay with being like, okay, I can hand this to somebody because I already know who I am, who I help, how I help them. Um, like what my core values are, what my brand story is. I know those things. So when I hand this over to somebody that can dig in even deeper for me and like nerd out on the words and figure out what my ideal clients are like thinking, feeling, dreaming, desiring, all of the things and put that into a, you know, beautiful package called this funnel, (laughs) right? Yeah. <laughs> and then hand it back to me and it works. Hell yeah. Here's my credit card. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And, and that's the, the ultimate goal of any business. Once you start scaling is to start automating the lead generation and the sales generation process. And th- that's the ultimate goal because then we can wake up and look at our dashboard and be like, Oh my gosh, I generated like 50 leads in the last 24 hours or whatever the number is. Or I just, you know, I just sold, you know, a bunch of my low ticket items automatically because I have the system for bringing in people into my ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And that's the ultimate goal. But I find that, you know, most of the clients I work with, even during my strategy sessions, I, I... I tell them, it's like, you need to be six months to a year in because otherwise you're not going to value the session because mm. you haven't gone out and made all the mistakes that you need to make to be like, oh my God, Keely, thank you so much. Like, this is what I needed. And yeah. so I've, you know, now when I bring people into my ecosystem, I, I ask those questions of like, you know, how long have you been in business? And I don't sell my services if they're not ready for it. And it's the same with a funnel. Mm-hmm. typically businesses aren't ready for a funnel until at least a year into their business of, of having some sort of success or six months to a year after having some sort of organic success. Um, because if you can duplicate your sales organically, then we can easily take the same messaging and put it on a funnel and start automating that process. Mm-hmm. So now that my business has been consistently hitting $5,000 a month, which was my initial goal after starting it back in October, now I'm like, okay, I'm ready for a low ticket funnel to start automating the lead generation process for me. 
but when clients come to me, I say the same thing. I'm like, you're not ready for a funnel. Maybe they get mad at me. They're like, oh, I want to do a funnel. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not building you one because it's not going to work right now. You're not ready for it. And I don't take, I don't need the money. Like in Mexico, I live so cheaply. Like I want to do projects that excite me. So if yeah. I'm not excited to build you a funnel, like there's people, there's people that are happy to take your money in exchange for a funnel just because you want one. But it, it really has to be well aligned with your business. And if, if I don't think it is, then I don't, I don't want to take your money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'd be doing them and yourself just a disservice anyway. Yeah. And, and maybe they get mad and they don't realize it right now, but they'll thank me later and they'll come back later after their first couple funnels flopped with their initial designer. And they'd be like, okay, you were right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know what? That's being fully in alignment right there. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, I think, the word alignment is so overused at this point, right? Yeah. And I think it's to the point where people are like, well, I don't even know what that means. You know, like yeah. alignment. Great. Okay. Does it feel good? Yes. Does it not feel good? Yes. Like whatever. And they're like, okay, well, if it feels good, then that just must be what I want. And that's, that's being in alignment, but it's not like being in alignment is knowing your boundaries and knowing that, you know, yes, these things feel good. Like it, it's, like you said, integrity for yourself. It's like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is who I want to help. This is how I want to help them. And this is the transformation I can provide. That's my boundary. Like that's your line in the sand. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if you want to pivot, if you want to, if you, when you evolve, because we're going to all evolve and you choose to move the boundary, that's being in alignment. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, it's not, does it feel good or does it not feel good? That's part of it. Don't get me wrong. That's totally part of it. But it's, you know, even that step further of, you know, here is the decision that I've made and the people that come into my sphere, if they are not my sole client and they come into my sphere and they're like, oh, well, this is what I want to do. And you're like, but that's either one, not what I do. <laughs> and that's, that happened to me in the beginning, right? I was like, oh, well, that's not really what I want to do, but I can help somebody do that. Right. So that's being out of alignment, choosing to do something that you don't really want to do just to take the money money or yeah yeah or try to get your name out there or you know whatever so yeah we do have these little things that we sacrifice on in the beginning but they should never be so out of alignment that you know you're like why did I do that yeah and I think for me when I was like I'd heard it alignment, the flow and all that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. before my last pivot, like I didn't really understand what that meant. Like I was like, okay, do what makes you happy. Like you said, do what makes you happy. Like do, do good things, all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't until I read this book called thank and grow rich. It's not think and grow rich. It's thank and grow rich. It has this like um, Chinese looking cat on the front of it. Mm. I don't know if you read that book. I can't remember. The, I think it's Pam something is the author. But in this book, she talks about how to get in alignment. And the way you do it is through gratitude, but also to, to just do nothing other than what you want to do, like the things that make you excited. And for a lot of people, they think they can't do that because we're all attached to all of our things, right? Like we got to keep our house. We got to keep our kids in a good school. We've got to like keep this job because it makes us look you know, cool and it gives us stability. But really in this book, it talked about like doing something crazy, which was just to sit and do nothing and then to start chasing the things that make you feel good. So I was very fortunate to be in that position once I had sold everything off and came to Mexico. And that's exactly what I decided to do. So for the first 30 days of being in Mexico, I literally just took naps watched movies on my iPhone and sat by the pool. Like I didn't feel motivated to work. I didn't want to do anything. I just made food. And sometimes I went and did this and that. And I remember when Kelsey, um, my roommate now, she's a intuitive eating coach. When she came, she was like, why are you not working? Why are you not doing this? And I'm like, I don't feel like it. But all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden I was like, got this idea. And I was like, whoa, I'm going to do this. And ever mm -hmm. since then, it's just 
my business has been so easy. I feel so good, but I just had to follow the intuition and the breadcrumbs. And, you know, I try something and be like, oh, that wasn't that exciting. Okay, I'll try this. Oh my God, that was great. And I keep following that. And I, and I think a lot of times we try to think too logically. It's always that like, you know, when we're thinking about breaking up with a bad boyfriend, but it looks good on paper and we're like, okay, pros and cons, like mm. pros, blah, blah, blah. He has nice hair. He has <laughs> lots of money. His truck is nice, blah, blah, blah. The cons always an asshole. I, I mean, I did those things. Like yeah. when I was trying to leave my abusive relationship and the logical stuff is what kept me stuck and mm. kept me depressed and kept me like in this place of like scarcity. And it was finally just doing the illogical thing, which was following my intuition that helped me get free of of you know the the negative things i was stuck in yeah yeah and you know for those people listening that are like oh that would be awesome but yeah. i have a family <laughs> I, I, know. Ha- I have to you know pay my bills i have to you know keep the house that i live in like mm-hmm. there are things that i you know there are responsibilities that i have and yeah, nobody yeah. is ever ever saying you know let go of your responsibilities because we all have responsibilities that we, you know, we have to keep up with. Absolutely. I had to tie up all of my loose ends. Even, even now I have a lot, I have responsibilities that I take care of, but the way I like to say it is that, you know, maybe there's things that you're holding on to that you don't necessarily need. Yeah. And, and once you, you know, part of the, the book, some of the chapters, they, they're stories of other people and they're talking about how they're struggling to be a parent and all this stuff. And once they finally just, you know, maybe they sent the kids to their, their parents for like a, a couple of weeks and they, they practiced this, all of a sudden they came back and they were like a better mother. They were, a, you know, they were better in their relationship just because they, they found themselves again. Yeah. They created the space. Yeah. And that, that was the whole, my whole <laughs> last year was learning how to create space because mm. I'd filled all my space with responsibilities. No, I didn't have kids, but I, for a long time, I had like 15 horses. I had like seven dogs. I had two businesses I was running. I had an, a relationship that required way too much of me and gave nothing back. Mm-hmm. And I, I just had a tremendous amount of relation, you know, um, responsibilities and no space to really become creative and move into the next thing. And I thought I could hold on to those responsibilities while moving into the next thing, but I found it to be impossible. And, and that's kind of the, the journey that I had. I had to learn to let go and make space. Yeah. I love that. And I love that when you got to Mexico, you were just like, yeah, nope, just not, I'm just not going to do anything. Like, not that you didn't do anything. You were actually creating space, but (laughs) on the outside, it looks like you know, you're like, yeah, I just sat around and like watched Netflix and hung at the pool. But (laughs) how important is that? Because in this crazy world today, we're constantly going, 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 doing, doing, doing. We have like, what the next thing that I have to do? Or what's the next, like we sit with ourselves and it's like, oh, I don't, I don't really want to do this or this is boring or like, you don't even know yourself well enough to even just sit and be. Yeah. And I think COVID, however terrible this pandemic has been, it's been an opportunity for people to, to, you know, remove all the distractions. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened to me. It removed the distractions. And then I was stuck sitting with myself, however uncomfortable it was, and having to decide what it was I truly wanted. And once I was able to reopen my brick and mortar and had people coming in, I heard again and again and again from people, oh, now that I haven't had to do my job, I wonder if I even want to go back to it. Mm -hmm. I maybe, you know, now that I've been stuck living here without the distractions of going to the bar or whatever, I wonder if I even want to stay living here. And, and it was really interesting to see that because it was the same thing I was going through. I was like, wow, it was like taking the, you know, removing the clouds and being like, wow, I really see everything so clearly now because I have, I have in having the process at all. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it is awful that it took, this pandemic that has taken lives and made, you know, created illness on, on the planet to create such a massive perspective shift Mm -hmm. for humankind. Like that's what I feel like happened. And I feel like there's those that took advantage of this and, and can see the light, um, from, 
from it being a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. And then there's those that just made it worse for themselves where they, they spent all their time binging on Netflix. They, they ate poorly, drank too much at home and, and kind of leaned into those more toxic elements because, you know, it, it takes a lot of strength to be able to lean into uncovering yourself and then healing and moving on to the next thing. And, and it was sad for me to see some of my friends that struggled and, and they weren't able to have the breakthroughs that I, that I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, I, I, I still so, think that most of humankind has not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. But I, I cleanse my Facebook all the time and I choose yeah. to see the good. And so that's why I also have an extreme passion for the mindset and spirituality coaches, because you guys seriously make mass, you help people make massive transformations in their lives and, and become whole and, and move forward with so much confidence. And, and that's truly something that even modern medicine struggles with. I mean, the answer that they had for me, for my, for my chronic stress and, and the, it manifesting these other illnesses was a drug Mm -hmm. that then wouldn't even fix my issue right away. It would help me six months from now because it yeah. takes time to blah, 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 all the stuff. And instead of being like, hey, maybe you just need someone to talk to. Hey, maybe you just need, you know, some some energy cleansing. Like that stuff is too woo-woo for modern sci- science and yeah. medicine. And so it's it truly is like the coaches, we don't even have certifications. We don't even have diplomas in this stuff. But we can help people on such a deep, intimate level that that needs to be shared with more people. And that's why I love building out the marketing systems because it's like, it's like putting a magnaphone up to you guys and being like, here, yell to more people. I want you to reach more people. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And what, five, five even 10, 10 or five years ago, people, I mean, there were still people out there that were practicing spirituality. There were energy healers. There are all mm-hmm. the things, but they were so taboo that they were like, you know, coined as weird or like they're too out there like people don't do those things what like you know for lack of better word because you know we're not crazy but (laughs) but you know they're like oh that's that's crazy like who would ever do that you know what I mean um so to have such a quantum leap in in that acceptance from you know even just five years ago to now is a huge testament to how humanity is shifting that perspective or that paradigm of, Oh, like it's not all, it's not outside forces, right? It's not my circumstances. It's not the situation. It's me. Like, what can I do? I have a choice. I get to decide. And, you know, more and more people are, coming to that realization now where you know you don't have to go to college get a job find a spouse have kids have a dog have the picket fence work 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 till you're 65 and And then you get to retire (laughs) yeah and then finally get to retire and then like you die two years later yeah right (laughs) Because, because retirement is like every time someone says oh i'm retired they say it depressed because it's almost like you no longer have a purpose. And that's why being an entrepreneur is so amazing because, you know, we get to this, we create our purpose and we get to magnify it for however long we want to. Yeah. And, and we and never have to retire. Exactly. Well, it's kind of like we're retired already. Yeah. I get to do whatever I want all day. I make my own schedule. I like don't start work until 10 o'clock and 10 o'clock is when I have Spanish till noon and then I do work. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I like to not even call it work because it's just helping. It's true. You I know call it I mean? work because then it sounds so, important. Yeah. 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 See, and that's, that's a belief right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, who like, it's an opportunity to go help somebody. Who do I get yeah. to help today? Yeah. How do I get to help them today? What do I get to create today? What do I get to create today? Who, yeah. what can I co-create with the universe today? Yeah. You know, it, 
So when you look at it that way, it's kind of like, oh yeah, I'm retired. Am I exchanging time or energy for money? Yes. But it's, you know, if you love it so much and you're aligned, like you said, and you know, it's, it's not a job. It's a, it's your purpose. It's a lifestyle. It's a, you know, it's a freedom. Yeah. It's, it's a gift. It really is a gift. Like I, every day I wake up and I'm just so incredibly grateful that the universe guided me in this direction, because if I would have never gotten those Facebook ads and started diving into funnels and digital marketing, I would have never known because I have a four-year degree in marketing and sales. They didn't say any, and I'm not even, I'm only 30. Like that was like 10 years ago. Like social media did exist, but they did not teach anything about social media marketing. Maybe Mm. they do now, but probably not to the depth that you can learn it through other coaches and online marketing or online courses. But they, it was traditional marketing. Like you went and worked for some corporation like Coca-Cola and you amplified their message. And I struggle with that because a lot of these big corporations that hire people, they, they're, their products are disruptive and like greedy and blah, blah, blah. So yeah. Yeah. I I have so many rants about that living in Mexico and seeing big corporations like Coca-Cola and how they manipulate the market here. Oh my God. I have a grudge against (laughs) (laughs) Coca-Cola. Yeah. I'm sure that, you know, going to work for a bigger corporation like that too. And then marketing for them is just a job because, you know, unless you are fully, you know, I don't want to say aligned because that's not the right, that's not the right word. Yeah. Like excited and invested in, in that company's message. Like if you're completely, totally behind their message and you fully believe in it, great. Then it might not feel like as much of a job because you're so invested and excited about this company and what they're going to do. And it's easier to market like that than it is to be like, Oh, okay. I'm going to come in and market for Coca-Cola. How do I get more people to see, you know, the red and white sign or how do I evoke emotion from soda? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Like it just doesn't sound as exciting. No, it's not. And I'm so grateful. Yeah. That I, that I'm not in a corporate marketing job, which is what my dad, I, my dad wanted me to do that. He, he was so excited when I graduated. He was so excited that I would go out there and get a corporate marketing job and sales job and climb the ladder like he did. And, you know, it actually created a little bit of a disconnect between us because he doesn't really understand what I do. And so he doesn't know how to talk to me because I live like in a different universe than him. Yeah. So I, you know, to those of you that, that are listening that have that with family members or friends, or even a spouse where they don't get you and they don't understand what you're doing and maybe they don't believe in what you're doing. Like, I hear you. Like, that's a tough place to be. And I have not solved that, that dilemma yet. But keep being you, keep following your arrow because, you know, I'm, you're not responsible for other people's emotions. I'm an empath. I have to tell myself that all the time. <laughs> yes, me too. me too. Yeah, I'm I'm lucky that way. I mean, I took a little convincing sometimes with my fiance in the beginning. He was like, yeah, ah, I don't get it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like my mom, my family, like they're all, once I like just totally was like open the floodgates, they mm-hmm. were all like, whoa, that's freaking cool, you know? Yeah. Like. And 90% of them will say to me, even my fiance to this day will say, I have no friggin' idea what you do, mm-hmm. but I am totally behind you. Oh yeah. That's the best. Yes. Yeah. That is the best. And I know that I'm super lucky and I'm very grateful that I have people like that in my life. And I know that pe- some people don't and the people that don't, you know, like you just said, if you're listening right now, just like you said, keep, keep following that arrow and being you and doing your thing because it's it's just going to bring you happiness and it's gonna you know it it might bring some friction in family but that's okay it's okay like you said you're not responsible for how they think how they feel anything you're only responsible for you 
Um, and that's why you're here, right? Like that's why you're here listening to this podcast because we get you, (laughs) we get you, uh, you know, I still like my ex-husband, no idea. Like, he's just like, "Uh, yeah, I get you at all. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, even my kids are starting to come around a little now, you know, they're like, oh, like my daughter's 12 and, um, she likes to meditate with me. She likes crystals. Uh, my son, like, I will have a discussion with him about, he's 18, so, and, you know, he was having a hard time with school and stuff like that. Like, he's not the social type. Mm-hmm. Um, and having conversations with him, he's just like, thank you. Like, you get it, you know? Um, so it's really awesome to be able to impact, you know, not just however many like millions of people it there there's a potential for all of us to impact millions of people yeah so it's not just impacting people i don't know it's impacting people i do like the people that i care about and and impacting them just by being myself it doesn't like i'm not pushing anything on them i'm just being me around them and that rubs off you know, yeah, it rubs off. So I love what you just said. And I know that that was probably a really great, like kind of closer to this episode, but <laughs> I am going <laughs> to ask you anyways, is there anything that you would love to say to totally close this episode? Yeah. My, I guess the biggest thing is to, to just keep following what excites you. Um, because and, and to not be afraid to keep trying things and discovering that they weren't for you. Because mm. I, I like to kind of say, it's like, I say this a lot. So if anyone comes follow me, you hear me say it more times, but mm. it's like when your alarm's going off and you're trying to reach for your phone in the dark and you go left and right and you miss it and you kind of touch it a little and then you finally dial it in and you grab your phone. Yeah. The, the way we flow through life is the same thing. Like we have that, that navigational radar and we're always going left and right, left and right, trying to find the path for the straight line mm. to where we're going. And it's not, it's not going to look like straight line. Cause we're going to go over here and try this little, and then we're going to go over here, but every step of the way, you're going to learn new skills that will build on themselves for the next thing. And it, it's, I always talk about it as like the level 10 opportunity. So when I was trying to figure it all out, I started my whole business. Uh, you know, I, I, I bought and sold horses and tra- trained horses when I was in high school. But then when I got out of college, I tried multi-level marketing companies and I, we started the sawmilling business and then I did craft fairs. And then that led me to opening my vintage brick and mortar. And then I was selling even more on eBay and then trying to scale that. I got into um, coaching people how to sell vintage online, which then got me into even more funnel building, which then led me to Rebel Funnels. And so I, would, I just kept trying things and don't be afraid to pivot away from them when you find that you're, you're no longer excited about it. Because, you know, so many people, when I was closing my brick and mortar, were like, well, you only have two more years. You only have two more years. And then you hit that coveted, like, five-year mark. And then you can sell your business and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I can't make it two more years. Like, I need to pivot now mm. because something internally is telling me I need to do this now. And, yeah. and it was right. If I had held on for two more years, I might've then massively failed. I would be, it's like snowing in Oregon right now. And I hate the snow. And then my <laughs> business would be closed because of the snow. It'd also be struggling because of COVID. It would, you know, why drag it out thinking that I could make it to five years when really the pivot is now I make more money than I ever did in that brick and mortar. I don't have to deal with employees. I don't have to deal with inventory. I don't have to have the overhead and I get to be free. So keep trying and testing and don't be afraid to fail and don't be afraid to pivot. Don't be afraid to lose money. Don't be afraid to let friends go that don't understand you. Like just keep going how you want to go um, and be grateful for each step of the way. I love that. I love it. Tell people how they can find you, Keely. Of course. There's several places you can find me. Um, I have a Facebook group and in that Facebook group, I have a free workshop called how to get crystal clear on your messaging to generate leads um, more easily. And that is um, my name of the group. 
is digital marketing strategies for coaches of all things spiritual and taboo. You can also find me um, through rebelfunnels.com. And if you use that link, you can schedule a fix your funnel session. And through there, we'll sit down for 20 minutes and look at your customer journey, look at any websites, or if you have current funnel pages, look at them and see how we can build out a roadmap to getting you generating leads and sales more easily. I also put together for those of you in the phase of your journey where you're trying to build out funnels yourself, I put together a lead generation hack guide and it will walk you step-by-step on all the tech needed to set up your first funnels. And you can get that at rebelfunnels.com slash lead hack, as well as on Facebook at Rebel Funnels and on Instagram at Rebel Funnels. Awesome. Keely, thank you so much for being here. I love this conversation. Of course, it was really fun. I loved it. Thank you so much. It was great. All right, everyone, go follow Keely everywhere and uh, sign up for all the awesome stuff that she just offered you. (laughs) And then take a screenshot of you listening to this episode. Tag us on Instagram in your stories. Ask us questions. Tell us your aha moments. DM us. We want to hear from you. So um, again, Keely, thank you so much. And everyone else, we'll see you in the next episode. Have you ever wondered why some days you're so energized that whipping through actions in your business is a breeze and others you feel like you just want to go back to bed, pull the covers over your head and totally retreat from the world? Or maybe there are weeks where everything feels easier and the abundance is flowing while others feel like you're smashing your head on a brick wall and resistance seems to rule, leading to a shit ton of trash talk going on in your head. If you're anything like me and most entrepreneurs, you've tried to push through and keep hustling even when your mind, body, and soul are crying out for rest. Because that's what we've been taught we need to do to be successful. Go, 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 24-7. What if I told you that it doesn't have to be that way? Imagine just for a moment that you could create an abundant, profitable business without living on the edge of exhaustion and burnout. What if you could actually enjoy your business in a state of joy, ease, and flow? What if you could find that healthy balance of business, life, and self without the guilt of not being on all the time? Well, you can. By understanding your own unique energy, clearing out the old stories that play on a loop in your head, and replacing them with upgraded, next-level, empowered versions that are aligned with your vision, kick-ass strategies, and awesome business coaching to move your business forward. You don't always have to be on in order to be successful and get big things done. In fact, it's not natural or healthy and could even be a barrier to the ultimate success of your business. Knowing when to floor the gas pedal and when to hit the brake, you'll no longer need to push or force your way forward. Instead, you can switch into receiving mode, find your flow, and be the limitless, abundant being you were created to be. I'd like to introduce you to the Elevated Entrepreneur Membership. In this vibration-raising community, I am bringing you the first business-building, spirituality-driven membership that shows you how to apply the principles of energy, spirituality, mindset, and strategy to grow your business from the inside out for lasting success. Check out the link in the show notes or visit my website, theelevatedentrepreneur.net, for more info.